When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I aspirated on uh, some water and, uh, you know, boy, that really packed a punch. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Oh, you know, just doing the thing. Okay, so I'm still, I don't know about you guys. I wasn't here yesterday. And uh, so I missed out on some of the Britney uh, cleanup. But I'm still thinking about framing Britney Spears. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to give some props to a guy by the name of Matt Stopera or Stopera, who works for BuzzFeed, because he keyed in on the thing that I'm my brain will not let go of, and it is all about Justin Timberlake and how he appears in framing Britney Spears and what that means for his career or what that has meant for his career. Mm-hmm. And he does this like very comprehensive look back at Justin Timberlake's career and how much Justin Timberlake actually cashed in on his breakup from Britney Spears. So much so that even 13 years after they broke up, Mm -hmm. he was still using their breakup to sell his own albums. Oh, sure. So in this regard, I would say, uh, at least as far as we're concerned in Team Cobra, that sorry, I'm still trying to clear whatever I choked on. Um, that that this qualifies as a zombie publicationship. Yeah, I think I we have not spent a lot of time talking about. Am I really hot, by the way? No, um, you're not. Inside voice. Um, okay, that's just on my end. Um, I. It's not polite to call yourself hot. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Touch me. Um, Okay, so, no, my point is we have not really focused a lot on this show going deep on Justin Timberlake, although we've certainly had conversations about him in in the context of, you know, just like run-of-the-mill stories, but specifically around um, the Janet Jackson experience, which, you know, for her was a horrible experience. More on that later, not really. Um, But we would be happy to talk about it at length. he does go into that in this this comprehensive take, but go on. But we... Um, I think really cut our teeth on Justin Timberlake and sort of peeling back the curtain and going behind the tabloids when we started to see uh, blind items from our good friend Enti Lawyer about what was really going on during Justin's hand-holding experience on the set of Palmer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, we're totally primed and ready to question justin timberlake's motives it is a surprise it should come as no surprise to anyone that justin timberlake like many successful celebrities 
is operating, um, is communicating to the public via tabloids one way and doing something behind the scenes that is probably totally different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, okay, and I'm not going to go all the way through bit by bit through the timeline, but I do just want to say you start to, when you see everything sort of compiled in one place, you see how much Justin Timberlake owes his entire career to other people, meaning he and Britney Spears were dating up until he was ready to go solo. So when he broke away from in sync that sort of lined up with the end of their relationship they dated for three years he was trying to get um the his the his music to kind of rise above and so that he could have a successful solo career remember his bandmate jc chaze tried to break out at the same time jc took not as good results as jt well justin timberlake as soon as he broke up with britney we know that one of the ways that 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 song cry me a river shot up to number one was because he attributed it to his breakup with britney spears and so he continued to play that card so much so all the way through his career in conversations with um in different interviews very you know well-known interviews for example when he was being interviewed by Barbara Walters, she asked him about Britney, and he ended up playing a song called Horrible Woman. Uh, he, he did say also in the interview, he said, I promised, I promised to her I wouldn't say specifically why we broke up. But then he played that song, Horrible Woman, which you don't have to say why you broke up. You just did in the music that you used. Um, there is another, there's a whole laundry list of ways that he brought Britney Spears into um, different interviews when he was trying to promote his own career. And it is despicable when you see it all kind of laid out in such a way. And then they do bring in his uh, leveraging uh, the moment on the Super Bowl with Jan- Janet Jackson and what that did to her career and how it ended up elevating his career. Mm-hmm. He's a gross person. Well, okay, so yes, that all of those things may be true, but I also want to just say that like this might just be an obvious example of what all celebrities are part and parcel of. What I mean by that is every celebrity that is successful at a certain level, and I would imagine Britney Spears is part of this. I think right now we're in a place where we're feeling very tender um, about Britney because there were some real consequences that she mm-hmm. faced and she had some real l- life drama and she lived it out in the open at a time when society wasn't very sensitive to those issues. And so I think there's real trauma. Um, there's real reason to feel tendies for Britney Spears. But I do think like this should just be a warning to all of us that this stuff goes on all the time right out in the open. And we only question the thing that's that we are currently have a spotlight on. And right now we're currently hypersensitive, rightfully so. Don't misunderstand. Rightfully so at men in Hollywood. Mm -hmm benefiting from their relationships with highly successful women or not being held accountable for their role in um, 
you know, relationships that were un- imbalanced. So I think that's that's where we are right now. But I do think like this is this is a lesson and let it be a lesson to all of us to apply these to all sorts of people that we we consume in pop culture. Well, and that's the thing that I've been the other piece that I've been chewing on is, you know, one of the things that we do on the Colleen and Bradley show is we go deep in the shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we question how the tabloids communicate to us and why. And I'm starting to see why that's so important. And I'm not trying to like break my arm trying to pat us on the back. But all of these things happen in plain sight. All of these um all of these things that seem little when the tabloids churn them out on a on a um macro micro level they don't add up but when you take a look at them on a macro level when you see things in in put together so, in this way yeah you start to see how people have been victimized mm-hmm. yeah and i think right now it's easy to see justin timberlake and point our fingers and totally. go bad but i i do feel like justin timberlake is no like again he's he's the d-bag du jour um, because we're so focused on the stuff that Britney went through. But I do think there's this tendency to be like, this is unusual. He is horrible. He is part of the system. And this is right. what it's we've learned. It's the machine that's the problem. This is what, well, it's, it's the machine, but that also takes responsibility away from the individual. So it's a balance. It's, it's acknowledging. And I think we try to do this on our show. Like, Yes, we want to be talking about what everybody else is talking about, but I want to be also talking about why everybody else is talking about it, because too often it's just easy to be like, and I don't want to use the analogy of the mob, but let's pretend for the sake of discussion that there is a mob in pop culture, and every day we show up and sort of, you know, um, discuss the things the mob, quote unquote, has, like, decided they are going to land on, and... um the the reason I think we enjoy what we do is because we try to think beyond just the reaction of the headline. Like, oh, Britney Spears this. Let's all react. Well, no. Let's ask who's telling us this. Mm-hmm. Let's ask um, what they might be trying to to because there's there's very little critical thinking in the tabloid culture we find ourselves yeah. in. And and I know that there are people out there like, I just show up because I want to know what crappy thing a housewife did that I can have really low stakes feelings about. And that's there's totally a place for all of that in what we do. But there's also a place for being more critical about it because then you're not like then you're not blind to what's been happening for the last 10 to 15 years and we all wake up one day and go, how did we miss that? Well, yeah, well, because there we, are real casualties. If we wouldn't be, yes, there are real casualties. Um, but also, we are some of those casualties, mm-hmm. meaning we have bought a story about X, Y, and Z. And I guarantee you, we are off the mark when it comes to Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and any other story, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I don't know that we are necessarily any closer to the truth of what's really going on behind the scenes, but there is a there is stuff happening that goes beyond the few words that we are given on tabloids. Mm -hmm. And it is up to us. I'm saying us as listeners and consumers and enjoyers of pop culture to just be more open eyed and thoughtful about 
like the you know the sausage as it's flying out of the sausage machine i don't know <clears throat> so yes i'm glad that people are re reassessing justin timberlake but don't don't make it all about Justin Timberlake. I'm not saying you. I'm saying right. the moment. Because then it's just going to be like, oh, well, if we write off Justin Timberlake, then we're fine. Right. Because I guarantee you there are like a half dozen other stories that are staring us right in the face. I do just want to say this before we go anywhere. Um, because my second thought when it comes to Justin Timberlake was, do you know who was beating that drum before anybody else really was? Who? Lori Bargini. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, so, and she, like, and, and they've been, you know, they've been around a long-ass time. And so if you listen to their takes on certain people, there are times when I think they're, like, spot on. Yeah. They've been really critical of him ever since the Janet Jackson uh, performance at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And rightly so. Mm-hmm. But now it's like people are arriving to that as a piece of the puzzle. But don't you want to know, too, why, like, why is Justin able to, like... I'm more concerned with like the system that like makes him happen. Yeah, than I, I am, am too. with him because he's going to be fine. Well, Guess be- what? Britney's going to be fine. Because ultimately, what they want is they want uh, fame, fortune, and a good a good image, a good public image, right? Mm-hmm. And people will go to a lot of lengths to get those things. Yeah. And so you can't entirely fault him because there was a whole spin machine behind him. Oh, he has he it's like it's like the Bill Cosby thing. The the me too problems don't go away when Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein go to jail. They should, right. and I'm glad they did. Right. But those problems there are systems in Hollywood that perpetuate that such that we're still talking about Army uh Hammer um <laughs> Army Hammer <laughs> and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow we'll be talking There's about somebody else, somebody else that we don't even know about yet. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk. One Oh seven one. This is a, my talk dirt alert. The wonderful Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hi, gang. Happy Thursday. Oh, my gosh. Happy Thursday to you. Can you believe you? it? It's already yeah. Thursday. It, another week. March they is, just keep going by. Time marches on. Yep. And if it's not marching on, then you're dead. So thank you for wow. that. Happy so, for another I think that was uplifting. Dang. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, let's talk about, um, this is kind of an interesting story. Uh, an art collector has purchased. Con- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Kanye West teenage artwork. 
What? Okay. Yeah. Um, So these paintings and drawings were on an episode of PBS's Antiques Roadshow, I guess. Okay. Kanye's I'm actually offended by this right now. Yep. Which was created by Kanye during his days as a student at Polaris School in Chicago. And um, now it's been purchased by this entrepreneur, Vinoda Basnake. Okay. So the reason I'm offended by this (laughs) is because Kanye West, Bradley is my age and that means he's two years younger than you are Mm. and now his art Mm -hmm. is an antique his teenage (laughs) pieces were appraised for around sixteen thousand to twenty three thousand on um antiques roadshow rude so that's considered an antique yeah i I mean technically it's not it's it would be like vintage because i think you have to be how old is it to be an antique? Well, actually, now that I say that, it might actually be antique because, no, I think you have to be 40 plus okay. years to, to be, be an antique. antique. I, I totally made that up, by the way. <laughs> you sounded but, like you knew what you were talking it about. It, it sounded very convincing. Anyway, uh, Kim Kardashian also recently posted some photos of uh, Kanye's art as she was defending oh, her daughter North's I art. lied. The well, customary definition yeah. of antique requires an item to be at least 100 years old oh. and in original condition. Oh, okay. So when people say this is an antique store, they're really using that term liberally. Seems that way. Yeah, because having ever been to an antique store and they've got lots of stuff that mm-hmm. isn't 100 years old. Yeah. Meghan Markle won a privacy case against a UK tabloid uh, saying we all deserve justice and truth. I have a little lisp, you guys. I got my Invisalign in today. Oh, I was, I was wondering I was like, what that was. Are we going to talk about this? I or? can't get the bottom one out. So I got to like, hold on. I can't do it. And no, it's fine. The top fine. one I did, but then the bottom one I couldn't. It just adds a little, you know, depth zhuzh. to your voice. It's a zhuzh. Everyone should have some imperfections. It makes them more relatable. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So um, Meghan Markle got a big win. She won her claim. Um, a British judge granted summary judgment in her favor over five articles that were published in February of 2019. And what this all had to do with was those uh, parts of a handwritten letter that she sent her dad, Thomas Markle, following her wedding. And the judge said Megan had a reasonable expectation that the contents of the letter would remain private. Yeah. And understand the male articles interfered with the reasonable ex- expectation. I think that's really wonderful because mm-hmm. and her dad is the worst. Oh, you know, oh yeah, he's not great, and her no. stepsister is also not great, right? Um, I don't know. I there's this like weird forgiving part of me that realizes that they are they feel wronged and right. they feel like they are handling it appropriately. Right? Um, they feel justified. They're uh, not right. Yes, it, but it's it's cruel. It, you know, I think the one thing that, I mean, speaking of relatability, there are a lot of people who have very um, trying relationships with one or one parent or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's an, it's an example of that mm-hmm. and how you can forge your own identity that isn't based on who that person is. And you right. can have boundaries and you can stand up against that person, even though they're your parent, that you are an adult and you have the right to your own how you think things need to be. Well, and I think what we're seeing Megan do through, you know, her legal action is boundary setting. Yeah. Like saying, like, it, this is not okay. The way that you're you're doing this is not okay with me. And like you said, just like the buck stops here. Um, and whether or not they choose to listen, meaning her father and her stepsister, mm-hmm. is up to them. But 
yeah, I just, yeah. I there's I do have this like little piece of grace and forgiveness in me that realizes that they are hurt people and yeah. hurt people hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's fair, but then that also doesn't feel good to her. No, it doesn't make it right. Uh-huh. Uh it just sort of explains they feel justified. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. It's gross. Still. People tell themselves a story yeah. about all sorts of things. It's Denial true. ain't just a river in Egypt, man. It's so true. Boy, wise words have never <laughs> been spoken. It is. Um, Anderson Cooper and his ex, Benjamin Masani, are living together in order to co-parent their nine-month-old son. So Anderson Cooper said, we actually still live in the same house because we get along really well and it works out. Huh. I yeah. bet they have a really big house, too. I was going to say, it must be easy when you're that rich. When you're that rich, it's very mm-hmm. helpful. Anderson Cooper said it was interesting because he wasn't really sure he wanted to have a kid, which was one of the reasons we probably broke up. But then he came around on the idea, and now he's such a great parent. Makes you wonder if that's, like, if they believe that was the reason they broke up. Yeah. If they're getting back together on the docket. Well, you know? they say they're getting along as roommates. Um, and Anderson said there's Sounds really like no, a marriage. no chance of reuniting <laughs> yeah, as a say, couple. That's not far from Ellen the asked him if they were going to get back together. And Anderson said, no, it's not going to happen. But he did say he would consider having another baby. He said, I think it'd be great for Wyatt to have a sibling. I'm not sure I could handle another. Well, of course, Anderson, you have a nine-month-old. No one with a nine-month-old can think that they can handle another child. It's 100% true. When you have a nine-month-old, you're like, I'm barely barely surviving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'll get there, Anderson. He is 53, though. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Elizabeth Reese. And her lisp. Thank you so much for that lispy lispy dirt alert. We loved it. Uh, Hey, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on MyTalk 1071. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley. What are you laughing at? There's some work being done like right below me. And it's just like a low. Sounds like a. It just sounds like an it it sounds like indigestion. But let's not worry about that. Let's worry about the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Brian. We've got Brian on the line. And what is Brian playing for? Brian is playing for this. A MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. Hey, Brian, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? Ready to go. All right. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Private Dancer was the breakout solo album of which singer? Oh. Private Dancer. Who was Anderson Cooper's mom? Oh. Ah. Sierra is married to which NFL star? Oh, boy. Um. Ah. Andre Young is the real name of which music star? Oh. Oh, man. Pass. The Connor family is the subject of what classic sitcom? 
Oh, no. Oh, Brian, I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge today. However, you really can try it anytime you want because we do it every day at 1230 right yeah, here so on the Colin Show. Uh, let's go back and answer the questions that Brian did not get correct. Uh, that would be Private Dancer was the breakout solo album of what singer? Tina Turner. Tuna uh, Turner. Tina Turner, Tina Turner. Who was Anderson Cooper's mother? Gloria Vanderbilt. Sierra is jeans. married to which NFL star? Russell Wilson. Andre Young is the real name of which music star? Dr. Dre. And the Connor family is the subject of what classic sitcom? Roseanne. Now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind <laughs> items. Thank you. Uh, that Holly has selected for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh boy, hot celebrity gossip mysteries coming at you. Like this first one, here we go. I love when the illiterate former, almost a minusless actress turned escort makes it seem oh. as if she just learned about a cryptocurrency. Please. Ugh. She's been getting paid and hiding money that way for years. Ooh, Lindsay Lindsay Lohan. in that blank please okay <laughs> here we go i uh nt lawyer loves when Lindsay lohan seems as if she just learned about a cryptocurrency because please Lindsay lohan has been getting paid and hiding money that way for years uh, where did we learn that she just learned about a cryptocurrency Lindsay lohan's bitcoin lightning mm. nft sells for fifty thousand dollars Apparently she's that was I she those tweeted, were a lot of words. She I tweeted did not Bitcoin to the moon. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a headline. Bitcoin People are celebrities to flocking to crypto in great numbers. Yeah. All right. So if she's acting like she just learned about cryptocurrency, NT lawyer is like, no, no, no. This is the currency du jour. I also saw a services. headline that says Bitcoin ignores Lindsay Lohan's to the moon tweet as BTC. Drops seven point six percent. I think that she's trying to pull an Elon Musk by if she tweets Mm, something, it it will will well, mm, it will affect uh, mm, Mm -hmm. markets in Mm -hmm. a certain way. Yeah, like she'll make more money. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. she'll make more money. Okay, Mm -hmm. nice try. She's no Jim Cramer or whatever that guy's name is. (laughs) Who does the like mad money? Mad money. Yeah, love that guy. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Judging by the valuation of just one part of her company through new round of financing, it's pretty obvious that the one named foreign-born A-plus-list singer who really doesn't sing any longer is a billionaire. Because she doesn't care about bragging about it, though, the magazine still hasn't come calling. Rihanna, and it feels so good. In the magazine? Barbs. 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 Mm -hmm. Barbs magazine. So, judging by the valuation of just one part of her company through a new round of financing, it's pretty obvious Rihanna is a billionaire. But because Rihanna doesn't care about bragging about it, Forbes magazine still hasn't come calling. So she's not being splashed around on covers left and right about her wealth. She's no Kylie Jenner. No. Is I am I making this up? Do we has there ever been a blind item about Forbes being like a pay to play thing? No, but I mean they're a magazine. 
Right. And they it's like not, to write about stuff. I mean, it's not <laughs> like the New York Times. I don't, I mean, now we're going to get hate mail from the staff at Forbes. But what my point is, I think we learned after the Kylie Jenner fiasco that perhaps like actual numbers were maybe not, not their strong suit. Yeah, like they weren't working with actual facts. Yeah. Well, and I think that that expose about Kylie Jenner perhaps fudging the receipts on her billionaire status at Forbes, that kind of proved that Forbes perhaps wasn't willing to do the work to vet their yeah, subjects Yeah, they were taking properly. a lot of whatever um, Kris Jenner was trying to sell them mm-hmm. at face value. Yes. Which, hi, welcome to our show. We tell people, don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. True. Yeah. Don't do that. No, don't do it. No, stop. No, don't enter. Don't. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. This foreign born former A minus list syndicated actress is threatening to sue her long, long time friend slash lover because he's made promises to her that he was going to give her a lot of money for her years of advocacy and fighting for his freedom. Hmm. So far, she hasn't received anything. Pamela Anderson. And we Julian were, Assange. We were on it today. I yeah. just would like to high-five ourselves for that. Congratulations. Let me fill in the blank for you guys. The Pamela Anderson is threatening to sue her long, long-time friend and lover, Julian Assange, because he made promises to Pamela that he was going to give her a lot of money for her years of advocacy fighting uh, for his freedom and for all the vegan meals that she dropped mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. At the embassy in London. But so far, Pamela Anderson hasn't received anything. And, well, he's not in good places right now. Yeah. Mm -mm. Now, Mm -mm. that's a story. Mm -hmm. Pamela Anderson, if she was willing to write a tell-all, I'd be here to read it. I'd be here to read it if she actually told all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But based on how she talked about her relationship and also the relationship she just found herself in, I'm not taking much of what she's saying at face value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we need an investigative reporter. (laughs) We need her to have like a come to Jesus first. I mean, (laughs) something because this woman married, well, and we didn't even talk about this. I don't remember why we skipped over this, but. Um, the woman who was, I think, married to the guy that she just got married to was like, yeah, so she stole my husband. Ugh. And it's not it's not a it's pretty not story. It's not cute. <sighs> OK. OK. Do you have any other ones to sprinkle in there? I mean, we can do the next can, one. Can I just ask something? Yeah. I'm sorry. Before we go, um, because I wasn't here yesterday and uh-huh. so I didn't hear the blind items. And do you know what I've been desperate to know? Yeah. What? Did Enti drop anything about Sam Asghari? Oh, no. Yeah. Did he? Yes. What? We read it yesterday. Let's do it again. Here was a blind item that we read yesterday on the show. Colleen, this long distance dedication goes out to you. Thank you. The boyfriend of this A-list singer really has no shame. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We did read that. You're absolutely right. (laughs) He's been in on it from day one. He doesn't want the money train to stop. So next time the paparazzi see him, ask him about his other girlfriend. The one he lives with most of the time. Yeah, so here's the thing. The reason I it didn't jump to my mind is because it didn't tell us anything. All it really said was what we've assumed, which is because you'll remember we've talked about him having a secret side sauce. Mm-hmm. And that it still doesn't tell us why 
he came out and called Jamie a D-word. Yeah. That's what I, I that's the piece I still am feeling very unsettled about. Like I I've gone back to check his stories to see if he's clarified anything no. or if I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, he just... No, in fact, he removed called... his D-word um, insti before the 24 hours was oh, up. Oh, okay, sorry. What? I well, you kind of paused before. Oh yeah, he he took <laughs> off his genitals. Well, I mean, who knows? The future is now. What? I said the future is now. He's able to do that. Call me negative two. Oh, I'm negative. Yay! Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One Hundred Seven One. I know, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Speaking of being negative, uh, oh, that's how we're feeling wait. about Ellen DeGeneres. Let's and... warm <laughs> let's warm our hands up over Ellen DeGeneres in the new issue of People magazine. This steaming steaming bag of poo. Oh good. I was gonna say throw it in the fire and let's warm our hands, but I like the steaming bag bag of poo analogy um no you guys i'm really excited i i I picked up the latest issue of people as i do when i'm at the the supermarket and i'm just waiting in line like to fiddle through the pages and just see what the what they've got on offer and i don't know if you know this but it's the love issue oh yes and right there on the cover are good friends ellen and portia de rossi they're just two gals they're in love pew pew and um they're right there on the cover holding each other in matching creamy uh clothes creamy colored clothes with the quote we're so lucky to have each other the couple reflect on their 12-year marriage and how it's only grown stronger through the good times and the bad. Quote, Emphasis on the bad. Love is the most important thing. And then there's an exclusive Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi interview inside the pages of The Love you Issue. Say. It's an exclusive. In fact, Portia in this exclusive with People Magazine, which means what? The call is coming from inside well, the house, and it could be paid for. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's an interview, so mm-hmm. it's directly out of their mouths. But, like... It's there thanks, for a purpose. Thanks, people. Yeah. So, let us let me share with you a little bit about what's inside the love issue with Ellen and Portia. And then you tell me what and why and who okay. and when. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've opened up about their relationship for people's first annual love issue. I wonder who came up with that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Ellen DeGeneres and Portia Rossi felt an undeniable attraction when they first met. Did you know that they were introduced at a Rock the Vote concert? Because they're very civic-minded, along with liking music. Uh, Portia DeRossi recalls that during... uh, And I think she sat down for the majority of this chunk I'm going to share with you. Okay. Wait, Portia did the sitting. Yeah, this portion is a Portia portion. Okay. (laughs) Give me a portion of Portia. 
Um, a portion de Rossi. Okay. Quote, I remember thinking that she was the coolest, most fascinating, beautiful, funniest person I'd ever met in my entire life. But I, at the time, was closeted. I really wasn't comfortable with my sexuality. I just knew that being with her would be a bit of a thing for me, so we didn't get together after that for about three years. And then, at the big VH1 honors in 2004, we saw each other and started talking again, and that was it. She opened up and said she'd been thinking about me, and it surprised me. It was a big deal for her to be seen with me. The very first time we were photographed together was when I joined her at the Golden Globes after party. And that's when everyone knew we were together. And we've never been apart since. <laughs> okay, look, I your love dramatic, love. Your dramatic reading, I would like to give you an award for that. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. I'll take your Academy Award. Why isn't that working? Hold on, I was giving myself an award. Oh. Okay, there he is. Thank you, thank you. Playing the role of Portia de Rossi, Bradley Trainer. Yeah. Good and job. You can catch the replay on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm all here for love, and I love love I too. Love love. But in addition to those words, which were terribly, terribly off the cuff and not not written beforehand by a publicist. Of course not. No. There are also several photos of the two casually holding each other in totally, totally relaxed, normal, off the cuff. Candid, candid candid poses love. on a blanket in a grassy area with a <laughs> basket filled with fresh cut flowers because everyone who knows Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi knows wherever they go there's a basket and a blanket not far behind I just I mean it's just so your delivery is crushing it it's just so like <laughs> <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. Like, it's a little much, is my point. It's a little saccharine. Yeah. And I wonder, Colleen, if you were a f- listener to the Colleen and Bradley show for any length of time, why would we be treated to such a vibrant mm. uh, um, uh, technicolor experience with these two? Okay, so uh, you may recall that Ellen DeGeneres came under fire recently for um, some workplace behaviors that were exposed through the mouths of people who used to work in her workplace. Yeah, toxic Toxic culture. stuff, yep. Yeah. And um, so she was a persona non grata for mm-hmm. a moment and has been embarking on a an image rehab and what better way to rehabilitate your image than to have everybody see you through the eyes of your lava and uh and so of course and people magazine by the way (laughs) is always only too happy to help out big celebrities to wash their dirty laundry Precisely. In the pages of their magazine. And so what happened, what had happened was Ellen DeGeneres showed up on the doorstep of People Magazine with a couple (laughs) mm, hampers full of real soiled laundry. Yeah. And they were like, sure, yeah, we'll do that for you. And so the reason why it's important. Now, what I think is interesting is that the that it was a portion of Portia. Uh Right. Because that makes it all about Ellen. Yeah. Who Ellen is right and who wouldn't I mean 
who doesn't totally sexily sanitize the uh, moment you first met the person who you are head over heels in love with, right? Nobody has kind of a, a boring story about that, right? We color that with affection in a way that makes it seem like yeah. it's straight out of a movie. And and please don't, you know, don't... Um, I am not questioning that they have a relationship of sure. some kind and that these are these are totally... No, because people will do the thing where they say, well, that's mean, you're being mean, they love each other, blah, blah, blah. Sure, Here, of the they bigger, do love each other. Fine. Yeah, yeah, but the bigger point we're trying to make is that it's very, very... Um, the timing is such that this is far more about rehabilitating Ellen's public career Absolutely. and making her look virtuous at a time when she wasn't previously. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. I, I brought a blanket for our next segment, mm, hoping wonderful. we could lay together. Let's do that. What TV show do you shame watch? Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot